everybody. You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by ironcompany.com. Okay, so today we're discussing recovery stimulators. Is there a way to speed up the time it takes for the body to normalize after a serious hypertrophy-inducing workout? Uh, you know, guys, we're doing a little bit of research before the show, and, um, you know, Years ago in the 1970s, the East Germans were at the top of their game when it came to recovery. Um, and it took, they figured out that, um, and this was the, the sprint coaches discovered that it takes a sprinter 48 hours to recharge the central nervous system after Ooh, going that. at top speed and training. Oh, I love that. So let's discuss that training time, uh, you know, recovery time and <clears throat> JP, did they mention JP? Did they mention how long they felt it took for muscular recovery? Uh, it, I think it was twenty. Let's see, twenty-four hours. Okay. Uh, mus muscles can bounce back in twenty-four hours. CNS, central nervous system fatigue, uh, needs a full forty-eight hours. So, resistance training and sprinting, running, kind of parallel each other in that respect, uh -huh. don't they? Oh, indeed. Uh, you know, uh, there are five biomotor attributes, <clears throat> speed, strength, endurance, flexibility, agility. Of the five, strength is king. Strength is the Mac Daddy because strength bleeds over into speed. There can be no speed without strength. I mean, there can be no, 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 no real speed. There is no real speed without real strength. Right, Jimmy? Yeah. And everything else, the, the endurance and the agility is based on strength because of the ground force reaction, you know, how hard you can push through the ground and that's developed by the stuff uh, in the weight room. Yeah. And again, uh, this whole idea is like in this country, it's like we play checkers when it comes to recovery and the Eastern Europeans and the Russians and the Finns and, and Charlie Francis, of course, God bless them, <clears throat> our speed mentor. Uh, they were playing chess because they were going, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's two dimensional. You have to recover physically, but you also have to have a complete central nervous system recovery, which is really hard, harder to monitor when you think about it. Hi, Marty, how are, how are they figuring this out way ahead of us? I mean, what were they doing differently? Just, uh, you know, really tr testing out these theories a lot more than we were, or what was it? Well, again, uh, they had unlimited funding. Uh, back then, it, the, the game was that the socialist countries, the Iron Curtain countries, in particular the Russians and the East Germans, they would demonstrate the superiority of communism over capitalism by, by continually and consistently whipping ass of uh, American athletes and British athletes and Western athletes at, you know, in the world championships in the Olympic games. But what happened of course, is they got state sponsored. So they got the medic, they got millions of dollars and they had a farm system. They'd be recruiting kids out of elementary school to, mm -hmm. to throw them to the next level. And in, in the Soviet Union, in 1968, we had, I believe we had 
and this is a strong year for us. I believe we had 2,500 registered Olympic weightlifters in the United States. <clears throat> the Russians had 40,000. Uh, no, excuse me, in the 242-pound class. What? Wow. Come on, man. That's no a lot. Anyway, so. But they, uh, yeah, you know, they took their best scientists and said, oh, we're not going to put them in medicine. We're going to put them to win these gold medals, man. I mean, the, the yeah. it was like the space race. It was like, you know, we, we, our system creates the best athletes, and here they are. But uh, the, the East Germans, particularly their women, were incredibly impressive and they had the the they were light years ahead of everybody else in terms of their physiotherapy their massage they were huge into massage as a, as a diagnostic tool uh but getting back to our our premise about re recovery it's like this all assumes that the workouts we engage in are intense enough and sufficient enough to trip the adaptive response, hypertrophy, yeah. increase right. strength, right? Yeah, nothing to recover from. You don't need to. You know, it's got to uh, be an effort, at maximum effort, in order to even talk about this stuff, you know, about the recovery. Yeah. So no. if you're not working out hard, just click the dial off right now. <laughs> well, there's not, I mean, you're kind of wasting your money on, you know, <laughs> metabolic optimizer turbo X now with yeah. uh, creatine. Uh, <laughs> right. When, you know, when you're there's doing no magic four, pill, <laughs> when you're doing 35 pound preacher curls, you know, yeah. and yeah. that's, you know, it's just, but, but, you know, again, hard work has, if, if it really working to your capacity, then it is a, it has a traumatizing effect in the body. If you think about it, one of the reasons why a beginner can lift three days a week and do full body is they can't generate that intensity. Now, of course their strength isn't there, their tend everything's not ready, but you can do that. And that helps you grease the groove, correct form, all that. But as you get into um, you know, advanced training or even intermediate advanced training. That's when you're doing our once a week. We're going ball. Uh, can I say yeah. ball? I don't know. No, no. Uh, Go ahead. I think you can, training. Jim. Yeah. Why not? Okay. All right. Going as hard as you can training. That's when all of this stuff becomes imperative, especially the CNS stuff. We talked about that, you know, Dr. Phil Wagner, who we've had on the show, we were talking about CNS fatigue and I was like, man, how can I explain this to the kids? Uh, you know, the athletes. And uh, he said, well, what do you think? He said, you know, when you see them jump, how do you know if, if they're fatigued? I said, well, it's like it's dampened. So yeah. if, if the, 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 the amortization phase, so when you go from down to up, that's that little phase in there, yeah. it gets slower and slower when they're really fatigued, right? But yeah. when it's quick, it's pop, pop, real quick. It's a change of direction that you, you could feel almost, you know, we could, we demonstrate that on a force plate, but when you're not recovered, everything's sort of dampened, bong, bong, instead of bong, 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 bong. Yeah. And yeah. a good coach like you and like, you know, we talk about Charlie Francis all the time. That was Ben Johnson's uh, uh, running coach. You know, you guys can detect that. You can see it, you know, you can just detect it. So, and when, uh, when you would have a kid that would, just didn't have it, what would you do? Would you tell them, hey, that's enough for today. You need a little bit more rest? I, I have done that. Um, yeah. But that's tough in a team situation. Yeah, yeah. 
So what you'll right. do is I said, well, instead of that today, you're going to do, um, we're going to switch the stimulus. We'll do front squats. I want you to do, right. you know, just work up to a heavy set of five. Then I want you to go to training room, get your, you know, ultrasound, you know, all the, all the uh, recovery stuff and then get in the ice bath and do the, the contrast or something. So he's still doing some work, but yeah. then, yeah, now we got to get him. That recovery. makes sense. Uh, so now, now we shift from, from are you working hard enough to traumatize the body and, and, and damage the central nervous system right. to, which is what we want. Because if there's no trauma, there's no, there's no need for the physiological response. Yeah, the adaptation. Yeah. yeah. Where, where is the incentive for the body to, you know, reconfigure itself? Oh, we're going to add some more muscle with this because of this sub-maximal effort now. No. The body loves to stay the same, right? It loves ah, sameness. Yeah. yeah, that's why everybody, right. that's why no one changes. <laughs> yeah. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Hey, we'd all be looking like Arnold and Predator in 1985, oh, right? It's easy. Uh, yeah, so assuming that you are training hard enough, it, are there modes and methods and tools and strategies to accelerate the, the recovery period? And, and how do you know when you're fully recovered? I think that's important too. And that's and I, the toughest one. The toughest ah, one yeah. is for an elite athlete for, for to tell themselves, hey, I need a day. We've talked about this before. Yes. There's very few that I know that will do that on their own. Well, they're, they're very regimented because that's what got them to the elite right. level. And then if I, oh man, if I miss a workout. Yeah, no, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Right? At, at the elite level, you don't miss workouts. Right. And so that's why you need a coach to say, hey, listen, uh -oh. you know, I'm Charlie Francis, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, may I get a massage. Yeah. May, I, may I give, again, I don't know if we've, you know, I'm old now. I might repeat myself, so stop me. But may I give you the best excuse that I've ever heard for being off in a workout is we were working with the, yeah, you know the story. So we were working with the tier one boys and um, the, uh, three or four of them, they come up to my, my little place in Pennsylvania to kind of take a road trip and we do like, you know, fitness weekend. We just, you know, grill meat and lift weights and drink and pass out and do it again the next day. You know, like being in Valhalla, Jimmy, right? Yes. So, uh, we're doing deadlifts and uh, one of them comes over and kind of sidles up to me. He said, yeah, I said, the, the master chief's going to be a little off. He said, uh, yesterday on Thursday, before we drove up, we had to do uh, repetitions of uh, climbing up a eight inch wide steel ladder up the side of a cruise ship. Remember those? Oh. For reps. And I said, he said, say his deadlift's going to be a little off today, but he, <laughs> but he, but he won't mention it. And I then yep, then guess what? His deadlift was a little off and he didn't mention it. And I said, yeah. you know, so next time just 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 let it go. Just let it go, right? And, and that is the hardest lesson for the hardcore. Right. But normal humans don't have that. They they they'll let it go at any 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 excuse. So uh what JP, you know, I think the biggest a recovery stimulator and this is one a lot of people don't even think about I think it's nutrition yeah absolutely you've got to feed the body you after you break it down it requires certain nutrition pro, uh, protein uh, you know all the all the building blocks you need to build it bigger and stronger than it was Jimmy? 
yeah, you got to feed the machine. I mean, that's, uh, you know, the simplest things are always the best things. Recovery is sleep and nutrition or rest and nutrition. You know, those are the first two. Like, if you invented that, oh, my God, you'd be a genius. But if you invented the <laughs> metabolic optimizer that you recover, you know, everybody's like, oh, my God. But, yeah, well, here's the simple thing, man. Make sure you get your, your, you know, twice as much carbs as your body weight. Make sure you get as much protein as your body weight in grams. And make sure you get your sleep and take a nap, you know, eight hours a day or whatever, a night, and then take a nap during the day. <laughs> oh, wow, I feel great. Okay, add massage in there, and you'll feel even better, you know. I had it explained to me by um... – uh, Chris, Chris Hardy, doc, Dr. Chris Hardy, Chris put it in the medical terms one time that uh, you can recover. If you train really, really hard, you can recover just by slamming a whole lot of calories and indiscriminately. It doesn't really matter. I mean, if you can, if you can eat 4,000 calories, whether it's from pizza or steak or any kind of calories, that will accelerate your recovery as opposed to not eating anything. Sure. I can see that. Now, then it's like, okay, so we, we've established that it's calories that actually uh, accelerate recovery. What if we clean the caloric content right. up? Right. And what if we don't overshoot? What if we find that finite point where, where you're providing enough quality calories mm -hmm. to refuel and replenish with yes. the, really the right stuff, but without all the stuff, the insulin spiking stuff that creates body fat. Now, right. pow now power lifters, old school power lifters, the guys who you go to the diner and they'd order four, four lunches. Yeah. And they just eat and eat and eat from the time they got up there like sumo wrestlers and they got gigantic and they kept lifting more and then they eat more and they get bigger and they, you know, and it's possible just by just, you eat 10,000 calories a day and just keep lifting and lifting and lifting. And yeah, you can turn yourself into gargantuan, but the human heart is only the size of your clenched fist. Well, that's what we did back in high school. I mean, yeah. you know, I was I was skinny as a kid. When I first started lifting weights, I was 140 pounds. And I mean, you, you know, when you're so, young like that, you're so you so you've doubled your body weight. I've more than doubled my body weight. Yeah, wow. from, from lifting but, and uh, eating and eating a lot of calories underneath that bridge. Eating, well, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying, you know, you guys remember those days, but you, back when you were yeah. young and producing all those uh, the growth hormone and testosterone and burning everything up. Yeah, and it was great. You didn't yeah. have to watch anything, and you yeah. just put on the muscle and strength. Yeah, man, mm. I pine for those days. I wish they would come <laughs> back, but but those are long gone. But uh, yeah, right. so, so so we know the calories will do it. And if you're smart, you'll figure out the how many calories before spillover occurs when you, when you actually start. You're past the point where you're refueling, and now you're into making yourself fatter. Right. The gas tank is topped off with glycogen. Yeah. After that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then it's like the third phase is let's clean up the calories. Right. right? The more we bias toward quality yeah, quality of proteins. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yep. and um, if you're, I think that's also smart. Uh, this is another uh, pearl of wisdom that Chris had. Uh, eat in relation to your activity level. 
Right. Zigzag it. Yep. So if you've just crushed it in the gym, eat up, right? In that aftermath, right? And particularly, get something quickly. Take in a, I believe in the replenishment shake. I know there's a lot of talk, oh, that doesn't work. And it's like, whatever. Seems like a smart thing to do. If I've just, just destroyed myself, why not take in 60 grams of protein, no fat, no sugar, Let's go, right? Yeah, blast it. And it tastes great. What's the big deal? Yeah. Well, they quibble about the, the uh, you know, that magic the hour. Science, the that, science, the science. Like, like Jose Antonio, that top yeah. researcher says, he says, yeah. do you know that it works? Yes. Well, then who cares? Just do it. Yeah. Just do it right after. Don't worry about two hours, three hours. Just do it right yeah. after. Know that yeah. it works. You know. Jim, you you mentioned the zigzag approach. Now you talked about that a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah. You said that was a Fred Hatfield thing. I had never heard that actually, but it really makes sense. Yeah. Tell us what it is. That's exactly what you said, Marty. You eat for yeah. that activity. If it's a heavy leg day, obviously you're, it's it's common sense. If you eat for eat a heavy, yeah. you're gonna have a heavy uh, leg day. Your and, calories are gonna be up that day. Jimmy, I, Jimmy, I used to play games with myself. I used to say, if you crush it. On squats today, yeah. you can have rib roast. <laughs> if you suck, you get hamburger. You know what? And that's what you got to do. I'm telling my, and I'm telling myself that, and I hold myself to that. If you make it, you get to go to Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips and get all. Oh, remember that? That's like that's what like, what that's like what Jim does uh, during a set. He goes, "If I can't make the tenth one, my whole family's going to be wiped out." So, <laughs> motivation, baby. Damn it, he makes that tenth rep. Yep. Oh my God. All right. So, all right. So we got the nutrition <laughs> thing covered, right? I mean, that's important. Eat your activity level. Yeah. That's a little better. Someday we'll get rich salt on here and you'll put a finer point in everything. Yeah. Right. Uh, so then what's left? Uh, oh, I love hydrotherapy. Well, hydro go ahead. Go ahead, JP. You well, I was going to say sleep. Oh, you know, that's, that's another beautiful. main one. Oh man, that's critical. Do you yeah. sleep? Do you sleep well, Jim? Uh, yes. Re more recently than since I started doing a lot of the CBD and all that stuff, my sleep is better. And Did, didn't you use some sort of a sleep aid to go to sleep by? When, I mean, we were on the road together, weren't you? Didn't you have some sort of white noise or something? Yeah, I used the white noise. And I. Now, what is what is what is that? What is that? Well, I just started work? doing it when the kids were born, so they wouldn't wake up in their room. And then I said, Man, I'm going to try it. So if I take a nap during the day, you know, I got the dog at the, at the kennel. I got the kids running around and all that, even though they know don't wake up daddy. Uh, you know, you hear, you got that white noise. You're going to sleep, man. You don't hear anything. And it just puts Jim, you in like a different state. Jim, do you sleep outside too? Uh, sometimes I do sleep outside. Too. Yeah, I love it. Out there. So we were in Virginia Beach that time. I, I walk into your your guys' hotel room and yeah. I'm looking, I'm and all the beds yeah. are torn off. And I look out at the balcony, and there's mattresses out there <laughs> yeah. hanging over the balcony. Yeah. And I go, "What the hell happened here?" I, I spent a week out there. That's where I slept. I love it. <laughs> I love. It. Right but you know what? Yeah, but that right was in the February. Ocean. That was February. Uh, okay, in, so in Virginia that's Beach. What, that's what blankets are for, man. <laughs> uh, I, I sleep very well, uh, especially on the days that I train. And yeah. I'm, working, I'm working long hours. By the end of the day, between training and work, I am just trashed. And, and eating, and eating too, right? And eating, yeah. I eat religiously. I eat yeah. every two or three hours. Yeah. Well, I'm on. Uh, I'm on the Ori 
don't start eating until I get up at four and I don't eat right. until two thirty in the afternoon. So, but I, you know, if I, if I train, I'm going to, if I train hard and deserve it, I get a shake made with raw milk, which is delicious. Right. But I got to earn it. I got to earn it. I got to earn it. Right. You're doing power naps too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I get it. But my time's my own. Right. So I can, so, I guess, right. you know, you can do that and it makes perfect sense. You know, yeah, you're because, in a good situation. So, so your average nap is what half hour, hour? It, it doesn't matter if it's, it's usually. I'd say about forty five minutes. Yeah, but I'm, you you it, don't even need to own a clock or a watch, do you? No, I haven't. So I haven't like, what, whatever, what, whatever happens, happens. You know, I, I'll sleep in a truck, man. If I yeah, yes, you know, I'll get in the office, <laughs> say, If I just close my eyes, it's like your eyes. Yes, I just take yes. fifteen to twenty minutes right yes. here. Yes, this feels fantastic. While everybody else is at the <laughs> I'm gonna be okay. And I, you know, I started when I used to take my son down North Carolina, and I'd drive back by myself, and it'd be nine hours or whatever. Uh-huh. And I never used to pull over. I just, I would just power it through. And then one day, I pulled over and took a thirty-minute nap. And it was like a new day, and I was like, "Dumbass, yeah, yeah. do that all the time." Yeah, what are you doing, you know. Um, it's yeah. amazing how you how refreshed you feel just off of a half hour. It feels like you just wake. You know, thank God we have sleep because it allows you to reset the mind and your cells you know, are regenerating. You know, uh, yeah, just everything. Yeah. But um, the yeah, Americans yeah. have to be told it's okay to take a nap, man. You know, really, you talk I, to three people. You took a nap? Yeah, I took a nap. Yeah, and I just, you know, I just killed myself in the gym. <laughs> right. So now I'll, I'm recovering. I'll take yeah. a nap about once a year. Uh, yeah. That's about all I have time for. But uh, the, when I do, that once in a while, man, it feels so good. I just wish I could do that every day. One day I'll be like Marty, and I'll be like, you know what? I don't need this clock or this watch anymore. That's getting pitched in the trash. I'm just going to take naps every day and do whatever I want. But he's earned it. That's right. You no. Know? I've been doing this since 1989. <laughs> All right, now look, I tell you. Also, I think now I'm. A, I've always been a naturally deep sleeper too. Uh, my wife has a, you know, like an extremely active mind, so she is. A, she has a tougher time sleeping. She loves this um, this photosonic meditation headset that you put on you put on it has goggles and it has uh, earphones and it has different modes and you get into alpha beta theta uh, and it guides you into it with a combination of sound and sight and she's been using it before going to bed and she said oh it consistently helps you know, not a hundred percent of the time. She said it's just um, very, very soothing and relaxing. So I think that that's prom. I think there's a lot of promising electronic uh, soothing things, like what you just talked about, Jim. Your your yeah. white noise, right? right. Yeah. Uh, she's she's getting good sleep relief out of the the glasses before she goes to bed, right? She'll put them on and just kind of. A lot of times, I have to pull them off her because she fades out with them on, right? So I'll slip over there and pull the headphones and the, the glasses off. Right? So uh, I but think what's the, let, let me ask you guys, what's the minimum amount of sleep we need to fully recover? I mean, we're on a full training schedule. We're eating, we're doing all this. We're trying to, 
get strong and big fast? I mean, what's the minimum? Five, six hours? I think it minimum? depends. I think it depends on the quality of sleep you're getting. I, I think it's. I think what do they call it? Uh, deep REM, deep, deep rapid eye movement. Rapid eye movement. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's critical. And I don't think that takes. I mean, every so hey, you need eight hours. Okay, well, I'm, you know, great. But I don't think most people have time for eight hours, and I don't really no. think it's necessary. Assuming that you sleep good, I sleep good. I don't get eight hours. I might get seven over the course of a day, but I kind of laze around a bit too. You know what I mean? I'm not out like, uh, you know, like my wife is hauling, you know, water buckets and, you know, hay bales and riding horses, right? And I'm sitting home typing and watching Netflix and, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's different. Um, so uh, again, recovery and sleep is critical. Um, again, Jim, you got any further final advice on sleep? Cause I'd like to talk about some hydrotherapy. No, I mean, I, I, my big thing is make it like a cave, man. You know, you got yeah. no light home whatsoever, no blinking lights, no digital lights, curtains drawn dark as possible and cool, not hot, cool, man. Yeah. It's gotta be cool. Yeah. It's yeah. gotta be cool. Especially when you're bigger. It really feels great, right? Get a whole bed, man, it feels great. But, yeah. Well, that was the thing. When, I, when, when we went on that trip, you know, everybody's sleeping outside and eating every hour and a half. And I'm like, I'm in heaven with these guys, you know, because I live with I, it's my wife and my two daughters, and they just don't get it. I'm hot all the time, and they're cold yeah. all the time. Yeah. And, you know, so it was, uh, it was, it was a great contrast. I, I gained, I, I gained 11 pounds in seven days hanging out with Brad Gillingham. <laughs> yeah. I'm, ser I'm serious. I'm serious. We all did. I'm Marty, serious. We all well, did. I never, eat, I never eat breakfast and I'm going, and now yeah. if I go out to a, a wonderful gourmet diner and they bring out where he was ordering like two giant pork chops and, you know, we were eating crab uh, mac and cheese. Uh, and, you remember, and, and I'm not going to sit there going, no, thanks. I'll, no, no, that's fine. I'll just have coffee. It's like, no, no. Right. On the menu, on the menu at that one place, it, they had a heart attack special. <laughs> and Brad goes, oh, maybe I shouldn't get that one, you know. <laughs> maybe a guy shouldn't be saying that, huh? He goes, I'll have that. <laughs> No, I'll have, I'll have, I'll have two of those. <laughs> oh, man. oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, uh, so no, hydrotherapy. Yeah. Steam, sauna, uh, whirlpool with, with high pressure jets. I love that stuff. Or even uh, just a hot bath, even just a hot uh, even bath. Even a hot bath, a hot bath, or hot shower in a pinch, right? Yep. But I tell you, uh, up until the recent situation, I, I would go to the steam room at the YMCA, and it was hot, brother. I mean, mm, I don't know. They had they had you had this. You turned it on, and it went through a cycle. And by the end of the cycle, which I think was like six minutes. Yeah. Oh man, you you turned you into a lobster, right? And you ran to the shower and just turned the water on, absolutely cold, and you didn't feel it for ninety seconds. Marty, was this just a dry sauna or was it? No, this is a steam room. This was a mm, steam room, a hot, a hot, hot, hot steam room, and it, you couldn't see six inches in front of your face. And I was always there by myself because I'd be there at like seven thirty a.m. 
right? Because yeah. I, I, would, I would hit the woods, I'd hit the woods at dawn, run, do whatever I did, I, and I'd be sweating my ass off. So I'd come to the Y and I'd take a hot steam, shower up, go home, right? It, it was fantastic. Uh, but steam was great. And it'd go steam, cold shower, steam, cold shower, steam, cold shower three rounds right and by the time i left i was in an altered state well, how much time in each well i could only last about five i'd say five minutes five to six minutes in steam and you know the shower would take maybe two minutes right and you kind of get yourself together and then you go back in so you know i'd be at 25 minutes i'm done i'm roasted uh i did this did you ever use steam jim yeah, I loved it. I mean, uh, I don't have access to it now, but I used to love it. Yeah. Did you ever? Back in the day, we had. They had. I went to one uh, posh sauna where they had like eucalyptus steam rooms, and yeah. Well, the Russians, ever, the banya, the Russians. Have, I mean, that's a, a ritual in Russia, man. Oh man, yeah, the, yeah. <clears throat> they I managed a. Um, there was a gym I managed in Pasadena. And they had a uh, a steam room in there, and we had eucalyptus drops or eucalyptus uh, yeah, oil. Yeah. Yep. And I would go in there and put that in the the steam room for the guys. And so it's something about what is it about eucalyptus? It's kind of it like smells, a, it menthol. It smells it, it, menthol. Yeah. Menthol. Yeah. yeah. You up a little bit. Ah, it feels great. And you're going. You're, you're breathing it. Going. Is this going to make me high or kill me? <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Get pretty strong. Yeah, very, very, because Dumbo's like you accidentally put in six drops instead of two. <laughs> yeah, half a bottle each time. Yeah, uh, steam's great. I mean, uh, jacuzzi's great. Uh, jacuzzi. Uh, uh, with a hot, if, you know, if you have a really high-powered jet, I used to love to put the jacuzzi on my erectors after a crushing deadlift workout. Yeah. Oh. I felt so good. I felt like I recovered like twice as fast. Yeah, I believe that. If I had, and uh, you know, you'd sink down into the water, you'd run it all the way up to your traps. And, and this, this water was so strong that if you got too close, it hurt. Yeah, that's what you want. You want that coming out like a massage. And it was hot, hot, hot and water. And you just run it up and down each side of your spine and your erectors. And I could get to my, you know, and around my shoulder blades, you know, so where you get after a yeah. heavy deadlift, you know, right where you break with a really heavy deadlift where your upper back breaks and you're so sore right there at that, uh, right at the lower latch where the lower latch join the, the torso. Man, you could get, uh, that was, that was fabulous. And again, <clears throat> I'd alternate that with cold showers so I could keep going. Yeah. Right. I wanted to keep going. I wanted to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the jacuzzi makes sense because you're dealing with high-powered jets. It's, it's performing like a massage on your yes, muscles. Yes, yes. Um, but what about some of the other stuff? I mean, do you think that really helps you recover? No, and now, now wait, wait, recover? wait. We 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 miss sauna. We want to talk about sauna because sauna is sauna is totally different. That's dry heat, right? Yeah. So uh, I thought sauna had a different effect. I would place, I would place, I think, jacuzzi first, steam second, sauna third. I like sauna where you throw the water on the hot rocks, <laughs> which really okay, makes so steam. So the difference between a sauna and a steam is what? 
dry. Saunas just dry. You walk in, man, it's just dry. It's just hot rocks. And okay. um, so that's and, what I've done. That's yeah, okay. a steam room. You walk in and it's just okay. it's okay. clouds of steam, and it's like wow, it's scalding in here. I see. I see. And it's in the sauna. No, in the sauna, why are you throwing water? Why are you creating steam? You want to be dry, right? Yeah, but it's because it's torturous and, and hellacious and horrible. And so you're just, just adding a little humidity? Humidity. It, it burns the hell out of your skin. <laughs> I bet it does. I've never tried and, this stuff. Oh, you see, this is what you're missing. This is what you've never done. You, it. Well, you lived in the woods for so long. Yeah. Is that a co ed thing at the YMCA? Is that a co ed steam? No way, man. <laughs> no, they could it. not take it. No <laughs> way. No, uh-uh. No but in the morning by yourself, I, I like that. I don't want a bunch of people in there, man. Yeah. Uh, I was always by myself. Yeah. Occasionally, I'd get one other guy, but he was he he was fine. He was <laughs> no problem. So, uh, so that's it. And again, but there's I believe there's real. I would notice the difference if I was deprived, like if I was deprived of steam. I felt that my recovery took longer. Yeah. Oh, I believe that for sure. Just when well, I, but that's huge, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Right. People don't take advantage of You know, when I tell people, hey, man, you got to take a hot bath, they're like, what? A bath? I'm like, yeah, you don't have a, a jacuzzi, right? Okay, get that water as hot as you can and sit yeah. there. You'll, you'll feel a lot and, better. And, and it, what does it do? It relaxes yeah, it your tight ass muscles. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, right? And it's a, it's a mood breaker. It breaks now, now, your mood. Now, Jim, what's the deal with putting salt in there? Do you, did you guys ever do that? No. In the, in the hot bath? No. I know some Epsom people salt. do that. I don't I know, know if it's a... Do Epsom salt, but I don't know exactly what Epsom it is. salt, yeah. I haven't had a bath in... So the years. bath is... The warm bath is just to get everything, get you relaxed, loosen everything up, you know, work everything yeah. out, just lay there for a while. Yeah. So, and, for instance, uh, if I wake up, Sometimes, you know, you know, since I've had back surgery and my back's, you know, whatever. When yeah. I wake up, sometimes my back is like out, man. I'm like all hunched over. And so I'll just oh, say, yeah. I'll run that hot bath, man. And I'll be in there for 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's gone. 10 right. minutes. And it's all gone. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I know it. I got to go do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you're sitting in there and you're going, why was I avoiding this? This is great. I know. I know. This, this is for, fantastic. Jim, what if you don't fit in the bathtub? I mean, oh, halfway hey, out. And... Now, there's only one guy on this podcast that won't fit in the bathtub. Uh, that's right, buddy. And it that's ain't right, me. Marty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, when I take a bath, I, I, I fill it halfway and then get in. And then it's hot. And, and then the water goes up to the top, right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I haven't taken a bath since I was little, Listen, probably. I want yeah. you to do two things for yourself. Take one right. nap and one bath. There you yep. go. Yep. Man, you got to take the bath while Enya is playing. You got to have candles. You need some wine. You got to dim the <laughs> lights. Okay. Right. And then and I'll report back next week. Yes. Tell you what I found out. <laughs> what about um, <laughs> probably Jim is the one that would have tried this uh, cryogenic? Um, nah, I got a good story about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. What is it? Uh, well, I, we, I, I had a uh, starting linebacker and our starting free safety 
and we tested them on a force plate and their numbers were awful, like showing that they weren't recovered, showing that chance of injuries really mm -hmm. high. So I went to the head coach and I said, <laughs> you know, these are the, the readings I'm getting. He said, what do you think? I said, you know, you want to do the cryotherapy? We had a, a place downtown that the kids could go. And he actually, you know, was forward thinking enough to say, two starters are going to miss practice and go get this cryotherapy. So he missed practice, got the therapy. Jimmy, tell them, tell them what it is. Oh, it's where you stand in the, uh, you stand in the, I don't know what you call that, the apparatus and the like they, a pod, they, I guess, I guess the pod. And you know, they have it at the <laughs> tier one stuff. And, uh, I don't know what is it? It gets what it gets. How cold does it like get? Minus 200 or something, something crazy. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't mess you up. How, um, how long, how long are you supposed to stand in there? I don't know. I don't, it, I don't think it's very long. One thing I do know from reading about it is you got to wear socks and you got to wear underwear. Otherwise, you're getting frostbite. That would <laughs> so you got to be, you gotta be very, okay. very careful. Right. But it, you know, have, you ever, have, have you ever heard the phrase, too much information? Yeah. The well, I'm just that, saying, you got to be, uh, be careful going into this thing. Don't get frostbite on your, on your of the naughty Of the naughty bits. Uh, <laughs> so the moral <laughs> of the story is they played on Saturday. Neither mm -hmm. of them got hurt. And they, you know, they did the crowd there to be recovered. Now, whether it was it just them resting, was it just them eating more? You know, was it just, you know, all that stuff that we had talked about with them or was it the crowd therapy? Who knows, but they think it helped. So, uh, <clears throat> but that's like a super expensive, uh, $300,000 thing, right? Yeah, I would think it's a pretty high. It's, I, yeah. I had heard that, it, now correct me if I'm wrong. I had heard that it was sort of like the electronic replacement for the ice bath. You know how you see those pictures of refriger ref refrigerator Perry and those guys, and after practice they'd be in the yeah. you know sitting we in the bar that. barrels. We did you that. know, we big fish ponds that you you know the rubber fish pond that you buy at Home Depot. Uh huh. And we uh, the trainers would put all the ice in there, and then the players would go after practice and do it. I mean, the re research is is sketchy. I mean, it's it's some some say it works. Some yeah, say it you know. yeah I've heard the same thing. It's the jury's still out, I guess, on yeah. but if but the players the, think it but, helps, you know. And and the logic is, hey, you're inflamed. Hey, getting right. really cold to right. cool down inflammation. That's an easy sell. That's very easy to grasp. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and uh, whether or not it works, I don't know. But uh, you know what I but but what an incredible hassle to have to come up with ice cubes, enough ice cubes to float yourself each day. Yeah, it helps when you have a training room with a huge ice maker. Yeah. And it's like, what? I mean, no one can, no, no one could manage that, you know, on their own. So they, then they invent the device, but the device is so expensive. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, I always, I always, to me, heat is more instinctive as yeah, I like everything. I love heat. You know, I mean, you know, now people are talking about, oh, ice stops your recovery. You know, uh, it may reduce some swelling, but it doesn't allow all the blood in there and all the nutrients in there to help you recover where heat does. Yeah, it just seems like it tightens up everything. It cuts down the blood flow. It yeah. tightens everything up. Um, yeah, where, where I think. But you know, you use it in in certain situations. Yeah. <clears throat> my wife, my wife uses uh, her beans all the time. She has these beans that she heats in the microwave. Yeah. And they're quite extensive. I mean, she can wrap them around her little 26 inch waist or whatever it is. And she just wraps herself up. She heats these things up for like five minutes and they keep her and she gets this intense heat in her lower back huh. and her hips. And, and she'll like <laughs> tie it in and be walking around with it. She'll sit with it. 
Because uh, of she, her low back and hips bothering her? Uh, she feels so much more functional and so much more, um, she's, if she sits a lot, she feels in better position. She's always yeah. conscious of her riding posture. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but, and then she, she uses them a lot at night too. The uh, heat to me is relaxing. And to me, it, 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 it stimulates blood flow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it just feels good. Yep. Right. <clears throat> and if I have an injured part, uh, really feels good to me to put some heat on there. <laughs> and it's just, I just got to make it swell more. It's like, yeah, but it feels so good. And this thing, you know, and I'm tired of it. But Marty, will you alternate? Will you go between heat and, and ice? I keep telling myself I should, but I end up not. Because yeah. what's the – I heard that was really good to do too. Is yeah, that I guess, pretty effective? Yeah, I guess so. But somewhere along the pathway, I seem to lose the ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I keep the heat up, though. I like that. Hey, uh, hey, Jim, you've mentioned the force plate a couple of times. Can can you like briefly explain that so everybody knows what it is? It's it's very uh, fascinating that technology, but it kind of leads. You said you were using that, and which kind of led you into realizing that these guys had to go into cryotherapy or yeah. So what know, it was was it's a it's a plate on the ground uh, that's the force plate, but it's Phil Wagner's technology that. Uh, yeah, with Sparta. Yeah, you do the vertical jumps on there, and then it gives you a reading. Jeez, it's been a while, but it gives you a reading, and, and those readings uh, are indicative of your recovery. So if they're, if we knew if they're, the numbers were under a certain level, they weren't where they're supposed to be as, as far as taking in the hundreds of thousands of jumps of college athletes where they should be to, to show that they're recovered. Yeah, recovered, right? there's an average. So after having thousands of athletes jump and press and all that, they have a rolling average. So right. if you bring an athlete in there that does a, a jump and he's way off, it's going to show on that yeah, graph. And, by positions, we would, we could, and they would break it down by position. So, you know, power yeah. forward, point guard, and, you know. And, 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 Phil, and Phil Wagner told us, we had him on uh, probably last year, but he said it's got the accuracy of a sonogram. Yeah, as a, to whether or not it, at predicting uh, injuries yeah. in these athletes. Yeah. 100% for us. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. But it just it just shows you. And it was just a fast tool. So, you know, as a coach, I can watch you, just like Charlie Francis did. He didn't have the stuff to – and say, okay, well, Charlie Francis, if the footfalls were loud yep. – You're done. Party, You're done. You're done. Yeah, he would take the mm -hmm. athlete off. Or, you know, he would notice their warm-ups, their posture, the way they were, were talking that day or holding their head or, you know, he you took know, it down to that. And we just used the force play. But – Jimmy, you, you know, you know, Cassidy told us back in the day, when the going gets tough, the tough quit. When the going gets tough, the tough quit. So there's yeah, you bail, you bail. You when if you think that uh, strength training is not about strength training has to be rested effort. If you're not rested, you're not going to perform in strength training, and apparently, in speed. Right. Yeah. So that has been kind of the takeaway. Yeah, we need that that hundred percent rested effort in strength training. We need the hundred percent rested effort in top speed training and in absolute strength training. We should make that distinction. In speed, it's top speed, all out speed, and in strength, it's absolute strength. And in those, uh, the hundred percent effort is critical. So you put out the hundred percent effort, you are gonna traumatize the body. You're gonna <laughs> You're going to need some help. 
So again, recapping, right? What are you going to have? You're going to have nutrition, sleep, critical, right? Uh, tools. You know, if you have access to these tools, great. Uh, what else? Cardio, right, Jim? I think some cardio. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think like, it makes an athlete feel better. Like if you say, well, you know, we could get on the bike for 10 minutes or 20 minutes and all that. I don't know stuff if, out. Yeah, I don't know how scientific it is, but as far as what everybody's done for over the years and if they think it helps, you know. Um, I always thought it loosened me up. It made me feel a little yeah. better. You know, you're still sore. You know, somebody's when they say it'll take your soreness away, it doesn't really help that. But I, I think with I the blood flow into those body parts that you worked, I think that helps. Well, I don't think having a killer bench press arm session the day before is going to hurt you if you're out running around a little bit. Right. Yeah. Right. And again, you're not setting it. You're not setting any world records. <clears throat> you're just, uh, you're just trying to increase your, a fitter athlete is a better athlete. A fitter athlete is uh, an athlete uh, that recovers better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you so let, let me ask you guys this question. I know you guys have been using the massage gun. I have one. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Also, you, you guys may have a, a little more top of the line because, you know, what I felt like mine's not strong enough. Like, it can't get deep enough. Yeah, well, you should try ours. Yeah, I do. Well, <laughs> all right. So back up a second. So Theragun actually contacted me uh, probably last month and wanted me to uh, put the Theraguns on the website. And I, I had some experience. My daughter is, uh, my daughter has a Theragun and I've used it and it's an incredible tool. And I talked to Marty about it. He said, I said, have you ever tried these things? He said, no, you know, the massagers that we've used were just lacking. They didn't have power. They didn't really get into the muscle. And I said, well, wait till you try this thing because they sent me one. And I'll tell you what, now it's, it's, it's called percussive massage. Now percussion, uh, you know, is like tapping. So it's like, it's kind of like, you know, going up and down and it's got different, um, different uh, attachments that you can put on there that are round that have wedges on them and you can really get deeply into the muscle. Um, so I've been trying that out. And one of the things I really wanted to try it for was a condition I have. It's called neuralgia parasthetica. What the hell's that? And there's probably a lot of people out there going, why is my outer thigh numb? And it's, you know, and this happened a few years ago, my left thigh, just on the outside, it goes numb. And if I stand, yeah, <laughs> if I stand for a long time, it just goes dead. So when I sit down, it's relieved and, and most of the feeling comes back. But so I've been doing research on that. What that is, is a pinched nerve um, in your in your hip. It's it's where, where, sort of similar to carpal tunnel almost. Uh, where where is the pinched nerve? Up high or down low? It's middle? it's up high where you know where your your hip hinge is. Yeah. Okay. The, and the and the nerve comes out. It exits the the L two and L three area of the spine, and it wraps around and gives you the feeling sensation of your outer thigh. So if that's pinched. You know, it kind of deadens that and affects it. Now, there's operations you can get. There's ways you can, uh, you know, do stretches and things like that. So I called these guys and I said, look, I've got this neuralgia parasthetica. I said, what, what can your Theragun do for that? And they said, well, we'll take you through a couple of things. Wow. And they just basically showed me where it was and, and uh, told me how to massage well, what, that. Well, so, okay. Well, 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 well. So what, what tip did they have you use? Did they have you use a particular... 
uh, the, the round one. So I'm using the round uh, one. Um, and Marty, you had the same one. So you, this is a round, a round per it's, cussive tip. Yeah, it's the round attachment. Uh, and as I get now, you've used it. This thing is very intense. And I mean, if you, if depends you, on your uh, setting, depends on your setting. It's, it's variable. Yeah, it starts at seventeen hundred and fifty percussive, uh, whatever they call it, and goes up to twenty four hundred. I, I put it up all the way, and I really try to dig into that that hip because I'm trying to get access to that nerve and loosen that up. Um, so I'm working with that, but I had my wife do my low back the other day and she did it for probably about five minutes. And I'll tell you what, I got up from the couch and I was just so loosened up really, and had better range of motion. And my, my back just felt like it was floating. It just felt so good because this thing is so intense and gets so deep. Um, so I think it's a great tool and Marty's been using it. His wife's been using it. His wife posted some stuff on Instagram. I never I can't even get thought it back. of it. I can't get it back from her. He stole it? Yeah, yeah. She's uh, using sh it on her horses. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That would work for the horses. Yeah, oh, yeah, horses. That's, yeah. that's how strong this thing is. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, it'll bring a horse to its knees, I think. So Her, 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 her horses, yes. Marty, who cares? <laughs> JP, you have one and Marty has one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get it? Pointing that out there. Marty is, he's trying it. He's actually going to be putting out some uh, some articles uh, on this. Well, thing. we're talking about it right right now. See, so like Jim is, what Jim is saying is that why don't you see if you can get one because steel has, now there, now there are different type of following, but it is a following. And on his, uh, Bass barbell. What is it that you put out there? there? Yeah, boss barbell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we should approach them because uh, Steel is also a uh, an influencer. Oh, yeah. how about now, that? Now wait a minute. I might have just learned something. Are you pronouncing it boss barbell? Well, it is really <laughs> like boss rootin. It's named boss after rootin. boss rootin. But if boss you rootin. were gonna look it up in the dictionary, they would say to say it bass. But yes, because no. it's B-A-S. We say boss, boss. Region. You say boss, and that's the way we're saying it. So right. anyway, we're going to look into that. But uh, right. uh, yeah, uh, in in the limited amount of time that I've been allowed to use it, okay, because she's also using it on all her clients and herself. Yeah. And it's as if, I, I don't know, it's as if she invented this thing. And she's, everyone else is like, oh, you've got to say, oh, look at this and look at that. And I'm going... Did you ever see the Seinfeld where he was dating the masseuse and he couldn't get a massage? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right here, right here, it bothers me, right here. <laughs> That's me. That's me. She gave me one for about 15 seconds, just, right, you're good. You're good. just enough to, to say, wow, that's incredible. She got, okay, that's enough for you. I got to go. And, no, I'm taking, you gotta and I'm taking it with me. You got to have her dig in for about 15 minutes. Yeah, I'll no, tell you no, what, no, you... no, no, no. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. No, I'm, I, I exaggerate a little bit. I, I have used it, and uh, I'm, I'm down with it because what, what's happened is the, um, the technology has finally caught up. In the past, oh man, let me tell you, when I worked at Muscle and Fitness, uh, uh, we were sent some very, very raw 
uh, massage tools. No, they weren't. Some, yeah, some of them were too soft. Some of them were too hard, yeah. too brutal. And uh, of course, the best, my favorite was, is when you would go into the Brookstone store in the malls. Remember that? And you go sit mm -hmm. into the, the massage chair. <laughs> right? You'd sit Don't in the you massage. you have one of those? Oh, no, because it cost $6,000 in, <laughs> in, in 1992. But right. vibrating bed. If no one was in there, you could always sit down and run it. And the guy, they, they'd know you. They'd nod at you. Hey, hey, it's me again. You're the guy from the steam room. <laughs> <laughs> Marty's bed has a, a slot next to it, 25 cents. But, 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 <laughs> I, but, I, but I, love the, I love the chair because your body weight made it heavy enough so that those rollers, they had metal rollers, they really would dig into you, right? Yeah, but this gun is so I, No, precise. I understand, but what I'm saying is that this, the evolution of it. The evolution. That what, I, what I'm saying is yeah. that technology has caught up to that. We don't have to spend $6,000 to right. get a device that will give that same sort of deep tissue feel. Right. Yeah, you're right. No, they, they didn't invent the space, but they perfected it. I mean, because... Yes, yeah, that's good. Th this thing is... Um, and the guys were telling me, you know, I... I was thinking, I said, you guys must be just jamming right now because everything's, everything fitness is going crazy. He said, yeah, but even the golfers are like uh, going for this thing and they're using it before they go out and, uh, and play golf and it's loosening them up. So I think it's like taking, it can take the place in certain situations uh, of stretching and you don't want to stretch cold muscles anyway. So run this thing on your legs or whatever, if you're going to go walk the course or whatever sport you're going to engage in, uh, it just really gets you loosened up. And I'll tell you, I, like I said, my, my wife was, was doing my back there, um, my lower back with this thing. And I got up and I just felt like I was floating and I was, I never felt that loose before. So it's, um, so I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to try the, the different attachments and really try to wedge it in there and, and get to um, that nerve and see what I can do with this neuralgia parasthetica, see if I can loosen that up a little bit. Because I'll tell you what, that gets painful too sometimes. It feels like you got pins and needles that you're being stabbed with sometimes. So I know there's a lot of people out there that have that, and they may never have heard the name for it, but uh, that's what it is. Look it up on YouTube. And uh, there's a lot of great information about that. The Civil War, they would have had to amputate. That, that's probably true. Yeah. Can I, so can I, can, can I read you a couple things that Charlie Francis said about massage? All right. This is yeah. to reduce the chance of injury. I massage sprinters before speed work. Good mm -hmm. one, huh? Secondly, massage loosens muscles, removes lactic acid and fatigue byproducts. Massage is one last safety check. Good one. Yeah. Third one. Massage doesn't lie. Massage clued me if I needed to stop a speed run before it occurred. Why risk injury? All right. So, so they, this, they felt this, like an athlete was bound up if he was sensitive in certain spots. What it ties into what JP is saying about the golfers are using it before. Yeah. I never thought about getting massaged like before I trained. I always thought about it afterwards. Yeah, I think it should be specific to maybe a, where you're having a spasm or something like that because you don't want to be so relaxed when you're getting under 700 pounds. Well, no, that's what I think. But maybe golfing and sprinting. Oh, yeah. Do. Yeah, I could see that. 
like golfing. It's like, yeah, let's yeah, loosen me up, man. That'll, that'll give me that that golfing, that yeah. club head speed that I need. Yeah, you might be right, Jim. But I'll tell you, it man, it it really loosens your legs up and yeah. uh, you know, and, and really gets you prepared and and puts heat into that area too. You know, you talk about. East Germans being way ahead of, you know, with the massage and all that. You remember when the Bulgarians were on top of the world and weightlifting? Yeah. You know, I read their daily schedule. I think they were lifting eight times a day. Yeah, that was crazy. And wow. two or three of those, they had two, three sessions of massage. Yep. And then they had steam or whatever. But, they, you know, yep. they were really into that. And I felt like, you know, when I would, you know, I had that old back injury. So when I started really powerlifting, I'd, sometimes I'd wake up, I'd be, you know, have to get off on the side of the bed kind of thing. And I go get a massage, and right after, oh massage, yeah, nice. I would feel awful. You'd feel awful, and then the next morning, I would I would wake up, and you just feel renewed, man. You know, and it was a deep tissue massage. I've had active release and deep tissue. Oh, oh, oh uh, cool. Oh, really so what's what's your experience with uh, like active release? Well, active release is good. It, it's you know, let's say your elbow is bothering you. They find an area on your shoulder that loosens up your elbows. I mean, it's a uh, you know a whole. Mm different thing than just massaging I, the I, I interviewed that guy when he started that for muscle and fitness back in the 90s I believe he was a was that Tom Dieter? No, who was that oh I the, no yeah. I'm just saying that when I worked for muscle and fitness the, yeah. the founder the inventor of active release technique I yeah, think he yeah. was like a he, was fight, he was like a fighter pilot or something and he worked that. on all those top bodybuilders you know uh, yeah he did uh, and but but I thought that that he so you so you were like yeah that there's something to that no no question no question cool okay no. what what else did you have that you thought was now did you ever have uh, I had a Russian one time I was out in Chicago staying with Ed Cohn yeah and Ed had a Russian massage masseuse work on him once a week and the guy's name was Boris and he was. Five, ten, three hundred, and he 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 said, "We Cone brought me in and was laughing. Oh yeah, you're gonna love Boris." And the guy like lay, lay down on the table, and and I did. No, I sat up. He said, "Sit up," and he he worked an area in my back. He worked my traps down to yeah. my shoulder blades, and that was it. And he worked on it for ninety minutes. Wow! And he just leaned on me with those elbows. Yep. And maybe squeal like a, a, you know, like a girl, a little girl, you know. And when he was done, my back was red as a beet. Mm. And again, it was like I couldn't hardly even walk. But the next day, what he, what he did is he separated all the muscles. Mm. Right. He went in between yeah. the cracks and the crevices and opened up and it's extremely painful yeah because he was like getting underneath a muscle to like like you know open its pathway because it was like gummed up to the bound up it was bound yeah you yeah body reset that range of motion maybe because of injury or or and then like release those spasms man i was like i don't i couldn't do that every week yeah I mean that was. Yeah, I noticed my range was of motion Yeah, my range of motion really improved. Um, like well, in my did, elbow. Did they, did they work on a? Uh, what other? Did you? When I you were at Penn, was that a big thing amongst the athletes at Penn? When, yeah, when massage. massage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did yeah. you have guys on staff, or did you have anybody no, that you referred to? 
the track team had their own uh, massage therapist, but uh, oh, that's cool. No, and we the, have somebody come in once in a while. And did you it. did you know that guy? No. no. I wonder. I wonder what that. I wonder what he did. I wonder if he did like uh, it was like a Francis and and was massaging the guys before and after. No, it was a, it was a uh, it was an after thing, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Francis says it's a miserable job. It's so hard, and you just you you really have to work hard on every athlete, and it's never ending. If if you're working on a team, yeah, he did it himself. He, well, he said, in a, yeah, he had to learn because in a pinch they went on so many trips yeah. that they couldn't afford to bring a, a physiotherapist. Right. Uh, and besides, they did have one or two that were good, but these were like uh, defecting people from Czechoslovakia and Bulgaria and places like that. Waldemir was one. Uh, in fact, if you, I know, I know we're, we're, we're running along a little bit, but there was one good Waldemar quote. This ties into what, what you were talking about, Jim, on how, how hard they work. This is him talking about uh, the, the, the depth, uh, how deep that the, these massage guys go. He goes, Waldemar, this is the massage therapist that they had, when they were at the very top, when Johnson was making the big money, running the big track meet. So they had on staff a guy named Waldemir, who was from Eastern Europe. He said, Waldemir would perform a much deeper massage to lower Ben's muscle tone. That is the proportion of fired or contracted muscle fibers versus unfired muscle fibers. Each warm up and race increases the muscle tone. The massage expert's job is to create the muscle tone depending upon which heat. If the tone is too high in the early heats, the athlete will not be elastic enough in response when it counts in the finals. Push too hard at a low tone and risk injury. Man, it's like, wow. I mean, that's science to it, huh? Yeah, it's like, who knew, right? Yeah. Uh, and now this is this is going as fast as a human can. I don't know if it's applicable to anything else, but it just shows. Yes, it shows how, the degree of depth. And this is stuff from the seventies. Wonder what they're doing now, or if they have improved. I don't know. But anyways, but the whole the whole thing the whole thing in a nutshell: recovery. First off, train hard enough to need recovery. Right. Do the basics. Uh, eat right nutrition sound nutrition quality nutrition rest quality sleep power naps are great if you have the situation for it right uh recovery tools yeah absolutely if you have access to them use them uh and there are some electronic devices out there that really do work and we uh, well, two out of three of us recommend the, the Theragun, and I'm sure three out of three of us would, but you don't have one, do you, Jim? No, I got to look into getting one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's see what we'll do. Jim, we'll look into that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you had one, though. I got a knockoff, man. He's got a real thing. Oh, oh, we're going to have to cut that part out. No, I got the standard said. bar. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're driving Ferraris. He's driving a Kia. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think the key, I think part of it too with this Theragun is the design of the handle because, oh. you know, if you look at it, it really allows you to hold this thing how you need to hold it. 
uh, to be able to get in there for a long period of time to, you know, if you, if you're by yourself, you can reach around and kind of get your back and, 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 um, and, tw- and 2,800, uh, beats per, per second. I mean, 20, yeah, 2,400. It goes 2,400. I mean, that, that's, that, see, that's the thing that th- these are, these were physio, these are a biomechan- these are mechanical impossibilities up until yeah. very recently, up until the last, what, I don't know, five years. Um, yeah. This, no, this, this, this technology was not available before. So now it's like, oh, this is not a toy. Remember, it all used to be feel good. Like, the, remember the, the jiggulator that you'd set your feet on? Yeah. I love that. Right? You just put your feet on. Uh, you didn't know what I thought. Right? Yeah. Oh, it was great. We loved them, right? But didn't, didn't that tickle? Yeah, it did, but it didn't do Well, you know, they do have those high vibration machines that all the NFL has them. We had them at one of the guys that was a graduate gave me a bunch oh, of them. That's, guys, an easy, that's, an easy, that's an easy sale because it feels Jim, was it, was it the power plate? Yeah, <laughs> we we were we were selling those for a while. So so we went and uh, we went to the trade show that we go to every year. It's called Ursa, and um, one of our manufacturers is out there. And we jumped on it, and I made the mistake of having my legs straight. And they said, and I got on it. And she goes, "Oh, bend your knee slightly." So if you get on that thing straight, it shakes the hell out of you. You have yeah. to have your you know what I'm talking about, right? Because you've been on. Yeah, I had 12 of them. I had 12 of them. But it shakes through your entire core, your whole body. That's some intense vibration. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, seriously, this is an inside story. He used to put his head on it when he had migraines. <laughs> oh, man, that would just throw your head all over the place. <laughs> anyway. Had to take your mind off the migraine. It sure would. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know if uh, the kids seem to like them. I never really. Yeah, exactly. A feel good thing, right? I mean, exactly. it's hard to say whether or not it actually does anything. But I mean, if everybody loves them. And- now, that, that reminds me of something. Now, didn't the, the Russians invent the vibration technology in an, in an effort to increase the bone density for, for astronauts? Uh, no, I, I don't know that one. Because we have, uh, we sell a, um, a platform, a lifting platform by Legend Fitness, and it actually vibrates. And that's the whole, and Jim, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a, a weightlifting platform that vibrates, but um, that's the whole thing behind this is to, um, I, I, I guess, to uh, increase the bone density and all that. There's some studies. I don't know. I don't know if it was debunked or not, or if it's, if it still holds up. I think up, that was with elderly people. I think that's, yeah. No, seriously. That's Jim, Jim, but I think Jim, the Russians did it for the, the astronauts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim, yeah. Uh, Jim is a big social media influencer. You might want to see if you want to send him one of those platforms. Hey, yes, we, we will look into that for sure. Um, Thanks, to close this out, though, um, what's a, like a quick checklist that, that somebody can, can use to determine if they're ready to train or if they need to, you know, if they need more rest? Mm. Jim's going to tear that up. Well, without a coach, you know, you got to have the wherewithal to say, you know, I mean, it, a lot of times it, it, it's you notice in your first warm up, right? Yeah. You notice you don't have that bang or you notice that, man, I'm leaning over more than I usually. Why is my low back taking this today instead of instead of going to my legs or, you know, you just don't have that pop coming out of the bottom. I'm saying if you don't have a coach and, and you got to really be in tune with your body or you may wake up that morning. But see, the problem is is if you don't have a coach, all of us have woken up in the morning and go, man, I feel like crap. I'm be weak today. And you get in the room and you've had your, you have your best workout ever. 
Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a fine line, you know, of, yeah. of, I think it's more like get started, see how you see how it goes. Like Marty said, he walked in there the other day, uh, and he could feel it. You know, he could feel it through his whole being. Yep, I don't have it today. I'm going to give it another day. Yeah, that could, I, I, I know yeah. when I when I pick up the first 45 pound plate. Yeah, right. Is, is that plate light in my hands or heavy in my hands? Yeah. If yep. it's if that it's re- if that if that forty five pound plate is really heavy in my hands, I put it back down and walk back into the house yeah. and say, you know what, that's okay. Because but but, but I have this I have the situation too. Every day is the same for me. So if I want to kick it off twenty four hours, no big deal. That doesn't work for normal people. They have schedules. But, they got the Monday Marty, through Friday. They got you know back in mean? the day though, you couldn't have done that because you were on a periodization, a powerlifting schedule. Yeah, and all so. but but remember, we're training what twice a week and one day we're squatting and benching and the other day we're deadlifting and overhead so pressing I mean, there no matter what and we're and you're you're training with your friends man you're i mean you this yeah, is like this is the high point of your life would you have ever told chalet hey i'm just not feeling it today i'll be back to, oh, tomorrow. oh yeah uh, uh, <laughs> yeah i tell you i tell you Did that you? that's happened that's happened you come in man you get you, you don't want to be uh you don't want to be you get this let's say you're going to 745 for reps and you get 645 in your back and it's like man mm-hmm. this just feels heavy and this is a long way away it's just like you know you know what mark uh i'm just let it go you know i'm just gonna i'm, I'm just gonna take care of you today i'm yeah. i'm i'm dead and he's done the same thing. He's just like, whoa, no, nah, man, I'm, yeah. I, nah, I'm off. No big deal. And, and what typically we try to do is we just try to assume that we made that weight and we pick up where, we're, where we were supposed to have been the, the, next follow, week. the following So you'll week. jump ahead yeah. without even lifting that weight you were supposed to yeah. lift that oh, Yeah, okay. you just assume you make it. And then you come back stronger. Also, you're you're much more psyched up because it's like okay, <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, you, because you, really you can't miss the the week. You can't repeat the next well, week because you're on if, that tight if, schedule. If you miss, if you have two bad weeks like that in a row, honestly, you're really not ready for whatever no. whatever it is you're preparing yeah. for. Mm-hmm. And just just let it go before you get hurt. Right. And it's okay. It's okay because there are plenty more meats. You're still young. You know, this is me talking to my young self. It's all right. You know, instead of the Potomac Open, you can hit the Northern Virginia Classic two months later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was easy back in the day because there were so many quality competitions at the state, the regional, the national level. Right. It was yeah. the scene was so active that it was always, hey, just don't don't have it you know and uh, and you don't <clears throat> want to get uh dr- classic you don't want to end up like like steel uh after uh, having the coach have him do the the rep stiff legged this rep stiff leg deadlifts off the end of the bench with him exhorting steel to go deeper and faster and wilder reach out reach out reach out reach out the bottom and it blew his discs out it Mm. was it was uh coaching malpractice in this day and age uh we'd sue the coach's ass off and own half the school that's like a that's like a pepper grinder on your discs oh 
That's the worst. I mean, if, if you really wanted to hurt somebody, <laughs> the only thing I'd do is I'd give them straps so they could keep going. <laughs> that is the keep worst. The that is the worst possible. That is that, that, that again, that, that and the other one where they pick it up with their elbows, the Zercher squat. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh God almighty. What they I'll love, say they, they, love that. they love that. They love that. So Let's checklist. Say- anyway, we're getting way off topic. JP, come on, wrap us up, brother. So, 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 all right. So the checklist is Jim mentioned Please, how you nutrition. feel men, men, mentally, you know, if you're feeling sharp or fuzzy or quick witted, distracted, you know, you got to buy, go by how you feel mentally as well. Not just physically. Right. How about Sym- outside factors? Sympathetic, parasympathetic, central nervous system plus mm-hmm. muscular. Yeah. How about, uh, how about like, what do you mean? Go ahead. What do you mean JP outside factors? Well, outside factors like, uh, you know, stress, job, office stress. Let it go. You know, I never thought, stressors, I never Jim, stressors, your, your new uh, article. Oh, yeah, that's true. But that's for normal people. What I always, yeah. <laughs> if it's important, you know, <laughs> if it's important. So I didn't care about my job, really, if I was competing. I did it, but I didn't. I mean, I cared more about the lifting. Of course. Stress. And if I was bodybuilding, but, I care more about the bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're able to shut that off. Yeah, we're able to compartmentalize right. that, like we talk about that kind of stuff. Well, it was a hierarchy in my head for sure. Like, okay, I'm, you know, the job is I have to do my job, but I really want to do this. You know, yeah. so this is my want. You know. Yeah. 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 And then there's a uh, rest and training recovery. Have you gotten adequate sleep? Are you lacking sleep? So that's another thing you might consider. Nutrition. Uh, are you ignoring nutrition? Are you well fed? You know, is your diet uh, dialed in? So those are all kind of little checklist things to uh, help yourself determine whether or not you're ready to train that day, or maybe put it off a day or, or two if you have to. But listen to your body. Best thing is, you know, think about longevity in this whole thing. Trust us, when you get older, you'll appreciate that because uh, you won't be so banged up. Um, speak, speak, I, speak for yourself. Yeah, you're uh, you're pretty bulletproof, man. You got a bulletproof yeah. back. Uh, right. You're doing good. Thank you. That means a lot. You had, that, you had, that means a lot coming from I know you. it does. And they, that's you. because you've had, <laughs> you've had the best coaching from age <sighs> 10 or whatever you said. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not all of us had that, Marty. As opposed to Jim. Oh, man, I had some awful. I got some great. We should get a story on all of Jim's coaches. Yes. No. Yes. yes. The good, we'll call it the good, the bad, the ugly. We were all, I yeah. don't know what, I'm sure you were the same way or probably weren't even allowed water. I had some terrible, I had some terrible coaches. Oh, you, were you allowed water at uh, practice in high school? Oh, no, no, no. And, and they gave us salt pills. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we had ice chips. You chew on ice chips. Oh, no, ice chips. That's, that's for That would have been a treat. No, 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 no. And that's then in not... the games, our head coach came up with – somebody sold him this carbo mix thing, and he thought if he just didn't put barely any water in it, it would be even more powerful. Ooh, so it was ladle, like mud? One ladle, and we drank this mud, and I would get my girlfriend <laughs> in his hands to bring me sprites. I would run over there during a timeout – chug a Sprite so I could have some liquid. And you guys, <laughs> when you guys lined up, everyone looked like they were foaming at the mouth. That was crazy. <laughs> we were all like, okay. And everybody was just accepts it. Now they'd be like, what the hell, you know? But 
Hey, look at you guys. Everybody's got black stuff around them. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are animals. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm going to have to cut you guys off. Otherwise, this is going to go uh, another half hour at least. So, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If, if you don't mind. No, no, please, please do. All right, check out Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. Uh, just go to the top of our website where it says articles yeah, and yeah, scroll down there. Don't forget the and, uh, Instagram. Instagram, uh, the Marty the Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah. He's got like three stole of Marty Gallagher and yeah, got, the Marty Gallagher. I have imitators. It's crazy. Well, you do uh, because you Google Marty Gallagher and all kinds of crazy stuff comes. I go, that can't be the Marty Gallagher. That's, <laughs> That's an imposter. Uh, all right. So everybody's looking for gym equipment right now. I don't know if you're looking for plates. We just came out with these USA made deep dish Olympic plates. They're beautiful. They're oil baked. We don't uh, powder coat them or paint them. They're oil baked. It's kind of a different process. Uh, so they've got this natural patina. They're all USA made. They're beautiful. Go to Iron Company. Check them out. They're right on the uh, homepage there. And anything else you need. You need flooring, squat racks, cardio. We got all that too. And then there's, uh, oh, look, Jim Steele articles can be found uh, at our in our article section too. And he's got a good one coming up. It's uh, called Stressors. And it kind of talks about this some of the stuff that we've been talking about uh, on today's podcast. So check that out. That comes out next week. Stressors by Jim Steele. I have a suggestion for you, Jim. What's that? Future article. Get together with Chuck and do an article on tanning. Here you go with the tanning. I, I asked him about the other day. He's like, Jim, I've never tanned in my life. <laughs> he said, yeah, okay, well, yeah, all right. We'll we'll talk about it off offline sometime. I have photo I have photographic proof. <laughs> all right. And if you he, if you want to he, he looks like he looked like when uh, uh, in Zoolander when Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson went blackface when they were trying to steal the computers and you had like these brown guys with these really white eyes. That's the way Chuck looked. Now the last time I saw you, you were on your deck. And yeah. you looked like you were a golden bronze then. I think that's almost like a native tan. That's that's pretty dark, man. Well, I mean, Matt, this is six weeks later. I'm thinking to myself, you know, this <laughs> this guy is going to look like he's been. Remember how you looked when you got spray painted at the yes physique yeah. contest? Oh, that's the way you're going to look like normally. Yes, with I keep going out on that deck and doing that box. Get, yes. Gets it, but you got to get some tan in your legs, or you're going to look really weird. Yeah, the Larry Bird shorts got to come. <laughs> got to get the short shorts. Send us some photos. We want to see some photos of at your at your bronze god. I best. will. Yes, I will. thank, thank I will. you. Good <laughs> note. Good note to end on, JP. <laughs> well, wait a second. Uh, but so I, I hear it's bossbarbell.com. Uh, this whole time I've been uh, mispronouncing it. So it's but it is. It's spelled B A S. Yeah, B-A-R-B-E-L-O. Bastion. So yeah, but yeah, What do you got going on there right now? What's what's new? What do people want to see over there when they go there? Oh, I got a lot of stuff on there, but I think the last one's about youth youth sports again, and parents mm-hmm. and coaches and and how to act, how you're supposed to act when you're coaching kids, 
not act yeah. like you're Vince Lombardi, you know. Yeah, you can't can't do that. Right. Yeah. Right. Got to keep the morale up, keep the parents happy. Keep no. the progress going. All right. And then uh, finally, if you're seeking a radical physical transformation, don't call us. Call somebody else. <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> That's right. Uh, but seriously, if uh, if you're looking for, for virtual training, online training, yep. uh, okay. these yeah. two guys are available for, for online coaching. You can email them at marty at ironcompany.com or jim at real, ironcompany.com. Real quick, real, real quick. Jim, have you done any um, live coaching where like I work, I'm working with a guy in England and I talked him through the deadlift Really, that's in, great. In, in real in real time. Yeah. He he set his camera up and so he set it up so he could hear me. Yeah. And I could see him. And I tell you what, we had been working together for six months. We got more done in fifteen minutes because great I, idea. and he could hear me, right? And I could I could verbally cue him and we took a bunch of sets and I was like Okay, this opens up a whole new world. Yeah, that is a good idea. And live, that's exactly, it's live, it's live. That's exactly what Phil Scarito is doing with my daughter with kettlebells. So she's been training with him for a couple months now, and she's getting ready to, uh, you know, they're, they're having a certification now you workshop. Tell now you tell us. Yeah, and then, and then next she's going to be with Brad Gillingham, and he's going to teach her how to do the deadlift. And then I'm bringing her over to Jim Steele for the squat and bench press. But you don't want Jimmy for any philosophic advice. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck does that mean? No ideas. We, we, we want you for your training, but not for your ideas. Yeah, tra yeah training only. But, uh, yeah, that's the thing to do, man. Virtual training, that's what – well, that's what Ryan Chow and uh, Craig Liebens and all these other guys are doing too. And these times that we're in has kind of catapulted that. It's, you know, it's uh, kind of fast forwarded that and the public's acceptance of that. Whereas people before were like, no, I got to do it in person or whatever. Now people I think are, are more accepting of virtual training because in some Rob cases you don't have a choice. <clears throat> Rob did that. All right. Yeah. Great. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Talk to you next Thank time. Thank you. All Thank right. You. All right.